0: Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 328. In today's episode, I want to talk about the current craze in the world of social media, which is the hype around the Fujifilm X100V because of TikTokers. Now, don't get me wrong. The Fujifilm X100V is a fantastic camera. But most of the people on TikTok using this camera have no clue what the camera can actually do. They like it because it looks, quote, cool and retro, and it can shoot good quality video. But other than that, they have no clue what the camera is actually meant for. So in this episode, let's go over the specs of the camera and its capabilities and talk about what this camera is actually made for. Now, the Fujifilm X100V is the fifth generation camera in the X100 line, and it was released in February of 2022 as the successor to the X100F. So this camera is about three years old now, the model is, I should say, it has the same 26.1 megapixel X-Trans CMOS 4 sensor and the same fourth generation processor is the Fujifilm X-E4 or the X-T4, for example. Now, X-E and the X-T are both models that I have. Now, it has a fixed 23 millimeter F2.0 lens, just like all the previous models in the line. And it's the same field of view as 35 millimeters in full frame, making it a excellent camera for street photography. Now, the V also sports a leaf shutter just as the other models did. And this model has four stops of digital ND filter built in, which is a small bump up from the F, which had a three-stop ND. Now, another item that makes the X100 line special and separate from other cameras in Fujifilm's lineup, the X100 models also all have both an optical as well as an electronic viewfinder. So you have both options. Now, as far as the full specs of the 23 millimeter lens, it is a fixed lens, which I mentioned earlier, and it has eight elements in six groups as well as an aperture range of f2 to f16, and a focusing distance of 3.94 inches to infinity. Now, this generation of this fixed 30 or 23mm lens is by far the best and the most advanced out of all the lenses in the X100 line. And it eliminated a lot of the softness issues in the previous models. Now, this unit also has excellent build quality with aluminum for the top and bottom plates, and it feels dense, although it's only, it weighs only 478 grams with both the battery and a memory card inserted. The model is also more weather resistant than the previous models with a catch. Because of the fact that the focus for the lens moves in and out, you will need the AR-X100 adapter ring and the PRF-49 protection filter to make it truly weather resistant. Now, as far as battery life is concerned, the battery can give you 350 frames per charge when using the EVF in normal mode and 420 frames when using the OVF in normal mode. Now, this model, just like many of Fujifilm's other cameras and the previous ones in the X100 line, comes in just a basic black, and then they also have the black and silver edition, which they always just refer to as silver. And it also sports a rangefinder style body design. Now, it's not a true rangefinder, but similar. The camera also sports the physical dials on the top that are dedicated to shutter speed, ISO, and exposure compensation, and of course, the physical shutter button. The ISO is adjusted by lifting the shutter dial, and unlike other models in the line, this one, the dial stays raised until you press it back down again. Now, of course, all these physical dials make the camera seem, quote, old school, and it makes it more of a joy to shoot with. And if you're like me, then you love the feel, you love feeling like an integral part of the photo making process. And that's one of the things that you really get from the X100 line. Now, the X100V has great ergonomics. It has a synthetic leather wrapped around the body, which makes it look and feel more like an old school rangefinder. And it has changed somewhat sharper corners than the previous models, but it still feels good in the hands, And it's very easy to hold all day and work with. Now, because the camera is so compact and comfortable to hold and use, it is the perfect camera to carry around all day, which is the intent as it is meant to be a constant companion camera for travel, photography, and other uses. Now, if you opt for the all-black model of the camera, then it blends in well, so most people on the street won't even notice it or feel uncomfortable having you take their picture with it. Going with the black and silver model will generally mean more people will notice it and think you're using an old school film camera. Now, many times when out shooting with the X100V, I've had people stop me because of the black and silver model and question me about whether or not I am still shooting film. Now, speaking of shooting street photography, The three-inch two-way tilting touchscreen on the X100V, and the V is the only model that has the tilting touchscreen, makes it easy to shoot from the hip and can make your shooting even more discreet when doing street photography. A lot of times if you're shooting from the hip, people won't even realize that you're doing photography at all. Now, unless I am shooting from the hip, I personally like to keep the touch screen turned off so that I'm not bumping it all the time and changing focus points or changing other settings by brushing my cheek against the screen or my nose or something else. And as a matter of fact, when I am out shooting uh, street photography, I prefer to turn off many of the cameras extras on the screen. I tend to go through the display options and turn off everything in the EVF except for the aperture, ISO, shutter speed, remaining battery power, and the remaining number of frames left until the memory card is full, and of course, I leave the focus point on. Now, when using the OVF, which I do most of the time, I turn off everything except the focus point and the frame display to make the camera feel even more like an old film camera. Now, speaking of the optical viewfinder, the OVF, this takes a little bit of getting used to, especially if you've been used to shooting mirrorless for a while now. It honestly took me a few minutes to get used to the fact that the OVF allows you to see the barrel of the lens, and I could also see the brim of my Indiana Jones hat, which I wear often, especially in the summertime. But because the OVF allows you to see more than the EVF, just keep in mind, that the frame box shows you what is and isn't in the actual composition, so you don't have any worries there. Now, switching between the OVF and the EVF is easy as the camera is equipped with a selector switch on the front of the body that handles that, as well as if you flip and hold the switch for a few seconds, it also turns the ND filter on and off. Now, another of the items from the previous models that Fujifilm fixed was the lag time in the EVF. So there's no more issues to worry about there. The performance is much improved. Now for video, the X100V is capable of shooting 4K at 30 frames per second and up to 120 frames per second for 1080p video for slow motion. It can shoot 10 bit 422 externally via the HDMI port. And of course you can use the wonderful Fujifilm film simulations as well but I'll give you more on those in a little bit later on. The one thing that Fujifilm removed from this body that was on the previous models was the D-pad and a lot of people have complained about it as it was extremely handy having it for controlling functions of the camera when shooting. It does still have the tiny joystick, which is good, but the D-pad's removal was a huge mistake on Fujifilm's part. And like I mentioned a moment ago, it upset a lot of shooters that they removed the D-pad. I mean, that was such a handy feature and function to have. And to take it off just didn't make a whole heck of a lot of sense. Now, with the wonderful features and capabilities of the X100V, if I didn't need interchangeable lens cameras, I could get by with just this camera and the TCL-X100 Mark II teleconversion lens which gives you 50 millimeter full frame field of view. And you'd be, I'd be totally set as far as cameras go. The only other thing I think Fujifilm should include if they ever do make a sixth generation of this camera is dual card slots like the X-Pro line and the X-T line both have. Now I understand why they didn't include dual card slots as they wanted to keep the cost down and because it is more of a travel camera. But with all of its capabilities, they should include it. And I'd be happy to pay a bit more for that extra peace of mind when out shooting. Now, I'm going to take a little break right here, and then I'll be right back. We hope you're enjoying this edition of the Liam Photography Podcast. The best way to support the show is to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else that you get your podcasts. If you want to leave comments or suggestions for future episodes, you can call or text the show at area code 470-294-8191. And you can email the show at liam at com. You can find the show notes and links at com, And you can tweet the show at liamphotoatl using the hashtag podcast. And now, back to the show. And we're back. All right, so the autofocus system on the X100V is a wonderful hybrid system with 425 phase detection focus points with contrast detection as well. Now, the AF system is much faster and more accurate than the previous models in the X100 line, but unless you actually have one of the previous models with you as well, you wouldn't know the difference. The AF system is not as fast as some of the very newest XF lenses, but it performs very well and you will easily be able to get sharp, focused images without too much trouble. The Eye Detect AF works very well, so this camera is great for portraits. But keep in mind, you need to be at the proper distance from your subject so that the lens doesn't warp their facial features and make them look wonky. How does that work? Well... If you shoot portraits from about 10 feet away, you can crop into a nice tight portrait like I did in a sample image in the show notes that I shot on the streets of Uptown Roxborough, North Carolina recently. The AF system also works well in low-light situations, and according to Fujifilm, it works up to minus 5 EV, and I don't doubt it, as I've never had trouble using this camera in low-light situations. So I don't think you have a whole lot to worry about there. Now, as far as image quality, the Fujifilm X100V not only has the same sensor and processor as other current X cameras on the market today, but it is also backside illuminated. And Fujifilm also opted to remove the optical low-pass filter, which results in sharper images with better image quality overall. The sensor offers great colors and contrast with a nice dynamic range. And with the RAW files, you have so much detail to work with, and you'll never be disappointed with the images that it creates. The high ISO capabilities are compa- compa- com- excuse me, comparable with other cameras on the market today. Got a little tongue-tied. At ISO 1600, there is a very small amount of noise, but it's nothing that can't be cleaned up. At ISO 3200, there's a little bit more noise, but the colors are still fantastic, and it's easily dealt with in post-processing. And even at ISO 6400, the images are still very usable, and I've never had any complaints in that department whatsoever. So this, all of this, why does the title of this episode mention that it's more than a TikTok camera? Well, one of the great features of this camera is the leaf shutter that I mentioned earlier. And I doubt most TikTok videographers know what a leaf shutter is or how it benefits photography. So what is a leaf shutter? Well, I recently posted a YouTube video about it to my channel. You can find the link in this show notes for today's episode. But a leaf shutter is a shutter that is built into the lens instead of the body of the camera. Now, most cameras today, both DSLR and mirrorless, have what is called a focal plane shutter, which consists of horizontal blades stacked on top of each other, and they move vertically up and down to make the exposure. Now, a leaf shutter is a circular shutter inside the lens itself, and it allows for much faster shutter speeds when shooting with a speed light or monolight for portraits. Now, I know you're probably asking, why would I need a faster shutter speed for portraits? Well, let's say you're shooting on location outdoors and the sun is very bright. Well, the bright sunlight in the background is going to cause issues as your subject being backlit will not look good at all. Your subject's face will be dark and you can change the aperture to bring down the hard backlight but then you lose the shallow depth of field that is necessary for great portraits. So what can you do about it? Well, if you're shooting with the X100V, you can crank the shutter speed up to say, one two thousandth of a second, and that'll bring down the bright backlight and still have the wonderful shallow depth of field. And then you can use a fill light to make the subject's facial features stand out more. Now, as I mentioned earlier, With the improvements in this newest generation of the 23mm lens, you can shoot wide open at F2 all day long, and your images will be super sharp with no issues at all. Which is unusual with most prime lenses, although there are other exceptional prime lenses out there from other manufacturers as well. Now, the lens is not only sharp at F2, but it has really great contrast from center to the corners, And that gets even better when stopped down to f5.6. So you don't have to worry about any of that either. This new generation sports two new aspherical lenses, which help with the sharpness as well as killing any ghosting or flaring. Now, I'm not saying the lens is completely lens flare free, but with a nice hood, you can cut that down considerably. I like that the barrel of the lens sports an aperture ring with nice little thumb flanges for adjusting the aperture, which makes changing this setting quick and easy. But what about the digital ND filter? What possible purpose can this serve? Well, it allows you to shoot wide open at f2, even on a bright sunny day. And it can also help with adding some additional contrast in your skies as well. Although the ND filter isn't powerful enough to be able to do daytime long exposure photography, it can still come in very handy when out shooting during the daytime. Now, earlier I mentioned the Fujifilm film simulations, but what are they and how do they benefit your photography? Well, one of the things that Fujifilm has excelled at is digitally simulating their old 35mm film stocks from film photography days. And as a matter of fact, the same man that created those color and black and white film stocks still works at the company, and he helped them to create the film simulations. Now, the X100V comes with a total of 11 film simulations, and they are Standard, Velvia, Astia, Classic Chrome, which is one of my favorites, ProNeg High, ProNeg Standard, Classic Neg, Eterna, Acris, Monochrome, and Sepia. Now, I know with so many film simulations to choose from, it can seem overwhelming, but you can play around with them all and decide which one you like most. I always had a fondness for Velvia, which is their most vibrant colors, but at times it can make your reds and greens look too vibrant and oversaturated. So now most of the time I prefer classic chrome because it looks like the colors of film from the 1970s and 80s, which is back when I started shooting film. So it brings back the fond memories of when I was younger. Now, additionally, it does not oversaturate my reds or greens. So you end up with very pleasing looking images. Now, Fujifilm doesn't like to admit it, but honestly, their classic chrome is basically a digital replica of Kodak's Kodachrome, which was another extremely popular film stock back in the day. Now, when I want to shoot black and white, I prefer to use Acris as opposed to the monochrome film simulation, just because I like the contrast better in Acris. Now, because Fujifilm's film simulations are so very good, you can easily shoot in JPEG all the time and get excellent images as OOC or straight out of camera, which is the way that many Fujifilm shooters prefer to shoot. Now, the benefits of shooting this way is you can make your photography workflow much easier and quicker as you don't have to spend a lot of time editing RAW files. Now, me personally, I prefer RAW files myself, but sometimes I do just shoot fine or super fine JPEGs, depending on the model of Fujifilm camera that I'm using, as not all models have super fine. Shooting JPEG can also save you disk space and allow you more shots per memory card as well, since they take up a fraction of the space of RAW files. So wrapping up, One of the other things that makes the X100V such a wonderful camera is the lens hoods that are available for it. There are a few different ones to choose from, aside from the Fujifilm one that I mentioned earlier. And the most popular one is a square one that even comes with a square lens cap, which is nice as none of the other lens hoods allow for a lens cap at all. With the way the lens itself is designed, the camera comes with a lens cap that covers the entire front of the lens, similar to a hat. The factory lens cap protects the lens well, but it is considerably more bulky than a normal center pinch lens cap, which are the types that I prefer. So, after all of this, now you can hopefully see why the Fujifilm X100V is hands down one of the very best cameras on the market today. And to be honest, I have no idea how they could possibly improve the model for its sixth edition, if they even decide to create one. Now, if you're a regular listener of this show, you know that Ray Perry and I talked about this back in episode 324. What more could they do to make this camera something that someone with the X100V would be willing to upgrade to? A 40 megapixel sensor or IBIS? Well, being the camera is meant mainly to be a travel and street photography camera, IBIS would be useless. And to be honest, 40 megapixels is not necessary either, as the 26.1 megapixels is more than enough to use when the camera for what the camera is made for. Since it's not meant to be a studio camera, then super high resolution is not really necessary either. I mean, it might come in handy for landscapes, but again, it's not totally necessary. In my opinion, I would say give the digital ND filter more stops of light reduction so it could be used for daytime long exposures without external ND filters being needed, and bring back the D pad, and then just call it the X100V Mark II and call it a day. But that's my opinion remember to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group. It is a private group and you must answer a security question to join, which is the name of the host of the show, myself, Liam. And I've also opened it up to allow you to give the name of a previous guest on the show to show that you are a listener. Once you're in the group, you are free to post your own original work. I'm also the admin of the Fujifilm GFX 50R group, which is the largest group for the 50R on Facebook. If you own or plan to own the 50R, you can request to join that group, but you do have to answer two security questions to join that group. You can find my work at liamphotography.net and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at liamphotoatl. If you like abandoned buildings and history, you can find my projects at forgotten pieces of Georgia.com and ForgottenPiecesOfPennsylvania.com. All right, that's going to wrap episode 328 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I want to thank all of my listeners once again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you might be getting your podcasts. I also wanted to remind you to stop by the Liam Photography YouTube channel subscribe to the channel, watch the videos, like them, comment on them, share them out on social media, and hit the little bell icon so you can be notified when new content drops. Now, I also wanted to remind all of you that my latest contest, my latest giveaway is still ongoing. There's 20 days left in which to submit your entries, and you can find the link for that at the top of the show notes for today's episode. So, make sure you get your entries in for a chance to win a platypod extreme flat tripod now the contest is sponsored by platypod they were gracious enough to donate the prize to be given away to one lucky winner but platypod does not sponsor the show itself so i don't want you to think that full transparency so they only sponsored the contest and i also want to give a shout out to daniel carpenter who is the manager for marketing communications at Fujifilm Holdings America Corporation? As he is the person my contact at Fujifilm who provided me with the X100V as a loaner camera to use for three weeks so that I could do some reviews and videos on it and I could just take it out and shoot with it myself. I absolutely love the camera and I want very badly to get one of my own. Uh, Because it is a great camera and street photography is one of my all-time favorite genres of photography. And right now, with all the TikTok hype, the X100V is extremely hard to find, especially at the MSRP price of $1,400. Yeah, you can find some on Amazon and you can find some on eBay, but the price is jacked up significantly by anywhere from $700 to $1,000 or $1,500, which is just crazy. Now, Fujifilm is still producing the camera, but they've said they have no intention of starting up production of this model in a second factory. And I can understand that. There's a lot of cost involved there, and they have no idea how long the hype, the additional hype around the X100V is going to last So if you do place your order for one at Adorama or B&H or any of the other good camera stores out there in the country or in the world, expect to have to wait two to three months before you actually receive your X100V. Fuji's almost producing them as fast as they can, but with the fact that they're overwhelmed with orders, they're having a hard time and they're playing catch up. So just keep that in mind. All right. That is it, everybody. I will see you all again on Sunday.